Welcome to No Room for Phonies, episode 72. Five voices. So before we get into that and start talking about that, I wanted to say that the green light moment for me was uh, when you sent me the Seth's blog. Seth Gordon's blog, yeah. A few days ago, and it says, no one cares, that happens rarely. Someone cares, that happens all the time, and it's the heart of our work. Everyone cares almost never. And someone is enough. In fact, someone is the entire point. And it kind of hit me as a reflective point for me, kind of about when I was like a teacher or a principal in a school and I was working so hard at somebody, something, Mm -hmm. like implementing something Something, or doing something. And it just seemed like no one cared. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, though, that someone always does care. And but, that's who we do it for. Yes. And to make it worth it. And it doesn't have to be like, it could just be a few kids that it really impacted mm-hmm. or some parents that it really, or just maybe the one teacher. And so you can't be thinking, well, if everyone doesn't care, then it's not worth it. Right. So it it, it just hit me about that. And uh, the thing is, somebody does care all the time. Yes. They just aren't aware. Of right. Yeah. And... I think in some professions, and I think for those of you who have like have kids in school and have a teacher who really does something that shows they care and you recognize that, that's really important mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of that. Like, yeah, it's silence. Is Silence yeah. is assumed to be. And all the helping professions, I think that I think that's so. true. But yeah. anyway, and, you know, sometimes we think, oh, they get paid a lot of money or they whatever, but especially in teaching right now, if someone goes above and beyond, then they are actually kind of putting themselves a bit at risk because um, other people are probably giving them a hard time about it because it's a very strongly unionized environment where people are not encouraged to do that. So anyway, someone always cares. And then the book recommendations I have are really just... um, Are these fiction? They're fiction, and the author is um, Rachel Joyce, and I've read so far Perfect and The Music Shop, and they're both, they were both excellent, like, excellent Did books. Did you find more from her in the library? Yeah, there's there's other ones. I think I took out one more by her, but I'm not okay. exactly sure. Um, I'm not exactly sure if I took out one more, but there are more books by her. Um, And then the podcast recommendations I wanted to give today are the three best podcasts on leadership. I did a little bit of research, and you might not agree with these people that recommend Right, it's just the reviews of other people. So there's a TED... We've listened to one of them, and I'm very curious about the third one. So So the the TED Business is a channel on Mm -hmm. TED TED Talks that talks about, obviously, leadership and business and successful businessmen business leaders and then there's dare to lead by Brene Brown I don't know if she's doing anything currently but I, her I just checked her there. podcast feed a week ago and there was, there was nothing, nothing there. on Basically, I know that <clears throat> um my favorite one um <clears throat> what's her Kate Bowler is not coming back to October 9th oh well, but maybe she's been odd ad- advertising for a while so okay 
But um, I know that Brene Brown has been pretty silent. Yeah, well, she said she was taking three or four months off. Yeah. And then the last one is called As Told by Nomads, Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. I'm very curious about that because nomads, like people without a home. So I'm like, who? what do they think about themselves? So I really do want to find that one. Anyway, so... Uh, we want to talk about the five voices and the five voices is just an awareness, like the be- the more you um, seek to understand yourself and have knowledge of yourself and have know the better you are able to relate and communicate. And this is basically a communication tool. But I, I just wanted to start by talking about kind of how do you know if you are a person who is self-aware. self-aware. Yeah, you have some, you found some, or you thought of some good points. About Ability that. to take a step back from your emotions and respond instead of react. Like you can remain calm. And we've been reading a lot about Enneagrams. And I would say that the five voices are, I don't want to call them a simplified version of the Enneagram, no, but they're I more they're of more a workplace. You, they're, user and they're user friendly. Because there's aspects of it. Like when you talk, when we get into the five voices and what the, they are, I see aspects of the nine. Yeah, of several like, of the numbers of the Enneagram. In there. In there. But the Enneagram is just like onerous to me. Like it's a real, vo- it's a real journey in self discovery that you have to commit to. Yeah. So to take that to a workplace, You'd have to give people time yeah. to sit, and whereas this is an and online just test, like, and like in the in the enneagram, there's a, some of the personalities are reluctant to do the reflection. That's just right. part of who they yeah. are. So then imagine and this that is in the workplace. Very, this is a lot. So this so, is a lot more about communication, and you want and communication pe- style. Yes, and appreciating each member of the group for yes. their own special. But I still think the self-awareness piece comes into it. It's just not so heavy. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things about the Enneagram is to actually stop and like stop before you do something or in the middle of a situation and kind of say, oh, well, I'm going to I'm feeling like I'm going to do this, but I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Okay. And actually making the decision to not do something. So diverting. Yes. Um, you, and that and that comes to if you are self-aware, then you are analyzing how you come across to others and how your statements and reactions sound. And you're saying, whoa. Mm-hmm. And there's an aspect of that to the five, five voices, voices, for sure. Not pretending to know everything and being aware that you are not an expert on everything. Like there are some people, we've had them <laughs> in our lives. And you just kind of go... Okay, yeah, apparently you know everything about every author that ever has published everything in the whole wide world. As if you're like a literary critic. Yeah. yeah. So seeking honest feedback from others and not getting defensive when someone points out something that could be done better. So that's... That's another awareness, being self-aware. Maintaining a growth mindset and realizing that failures along the way are part of the learning process. Yeah, because, I mean, you can... If you recognize that you've slipped and made a mistake, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. No. Well, it was funny because Sebastian was putting together a lecture for his class and his teaching. And I said, well, there's career limiting moves and then there's career ending moves. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but, you know, when when I had um, 
a teacher come in and say, oh, I really screwed that up. I don't like whatever. And I would just say, that's fine. Whatever. We'll just walk it back and fix and it. Be and they'd just be shocked yeah. because. So, I mean, you have to really um, cultivate that in your environment. Like, are is failure really acceptable? Like, can you make mistakes? Mm-hmm. Or like, I never had that experience as like. No. Uh, it when was always were, said that, oh, yes, gro- there's growth through, you know, making mistakes and every yeah. No, not learning community. Oh. It's through making mistakes mm-hmm. and through that. But that's not how it was lived no, out. There was punishment or Or not punishment because there's no way of. But there was just like you, you were treated differently or you weren't backed up. Right. If, you know, if yeah. something went. Or they would call and say, well, this person's really upset. What did you do? Well, I didn't do anything. No. I but they tried to make career-ending moves out of something that was... Or, or just not accept that you that people mm-hmm. can make mistakes can or make that them. somebody can perceive something a certain way that it really wasn't that way. Yeah. So you have to really cultivate that. And I don't think we have are good at that in most work environments is that failure is okay. Knowing and staying true to your passions, priorities, and your core values is part of being Mm self-aware, not giving in to things just because of peer pressure and to go along with the group, but standing your ground kind of a thing and understanding your own blind spots and areas where you don't see yourself clearly. Like, I know mine now, like I know what sets me off. Sometimes I can get it under control and sometimes I can't, I don't do so well at it, but. But knowing our blind spots is, is key. Like we all have prejudices about yeah. things and. And they surface. I don't and... like officiousness. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> at all. I think it just. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. You're supposed to. <laughs> well, and like today when I, um. You were calling the, about a uh, lost password or something. And some, well, no, they didn't accept my email at the College of Teachers because I've kept my license up because I spent about four years of university getting it so and my whole life using it, so I thought I'd keep it. But Absolutely. Anyway, it took me an hour and nine minutes to get somebody, and then, um, which really bothers me, poor... Poor like, customer service. Really bothers yeah. me. And then... So as I'm resetting the password, he said, I said, well, my password today is the College of Teachers is very, very slow. <laughs> and he didn't laugh. And I said, it's a joke. Because <laughs> I could see my, feel myself getting upset. Right. But I just thought, well, if I just joke, like I'm aware that I'm, it's bugging me all this, that I've mm-hmm. waited an hour and 10 minutes to talk. To At least you folded some laundry or whatever. I did, I did all <laughs> kinds of things while I was doing it, but... Anyway, so the importance of self-awareness. And so the five voices is about discovering your voice and then communicating effectively through your voice. So you understand yourself and you become a more productive member of a team. So it's not just you have one voice. It's you have your voice. and I think they call it the foundation voice, but it's like the primary voice. But then there's the secondary one and... Then your nemesis. And then your nemesis the, is the fifth one. Like it's the one that you're weakest at is also your and that, nemesis. And that, that drives you crazy. Yeah. And the thing about this is through life and through maturity, you can develop your voice into a healthy. Yes. And you can also um, develop 
like start using pieces of other voices, of the other voices as, as yeah, well. and become more balanced so, so it's not like you're slotted into a spot and that's it. No, and that's true of the Enneagram too. Like yes. the whole thing about the Enneagram is to learn about all the voices and then to take the best of everything mm -hmm. and use that. So the first one is the pioneer. They are the champions of aligning people with resources to win or achieve an objective. And they have that anything is possible attitude when Yeah, like like breaking new frontiers. Yes. So. And they believe in visioning a new future as the highest priority for mm -hmm. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So they're, they they want to be trying something new. They want to be groundbreaking, sitting. Yeah. And they value outside the box thinking and they're interesting and they like um, interesting or different ways of doing things. And they tend to seek out the most interesting people to learn from and add to their knowledge. So they're always kind of looking to interact. Yeah, with. it reminds me of Captain Kirk and uh, Star Trek because they were like always exploring what's beyond the right. whatever. Yeah. Just trying to find out more knowledge. But they also like the quickest, fastest, and most efficient way to do things too. Like Which they don't, sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's, you, you need to be more pensive and thoughtful yeah. as you work through and you, And like we've had this discussion just because you've arrived i've arrived here <laughs> doesn't mean you don't give other people time to kind of get there because yeah. otherwise you don't get buy-in yeah exactly so um they can appear arrogant and with a focus on themselves mm -hmm. the more immature ones they fail to some of the immature ones fail to hear or even value any of the other voices yeah, so they might just, re, they might listen to another pioneer but not nobody else. yeah and they are quickly frustrated by people who don't get it, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And they um, exude a kind of back me or fight me attitude when they present ideas, like my way or the highway right. kind of a thing. And um, they drive hard, and sometimes they're not as sensitive to others' needs. And they, I don't think they always have the radar and reading the room very well. No. Either. And they separate business and personal, and sometimes they hurt other people with their tone and lack of... Right. But I think it's a good thing that they're able to separate business and personal. Like, I think, I think that right? is a good thing, too. I think some of the things that happen in... Um, I guess it's to have patience with people who are struggling with that. Yes. And they... They kind of don't realize it because that it's natural to them, yeah. so they don't realize what they're doing. But I think their attitude about, okay, this is not personal. This is for work, mm -hmm. and this is to get the best out of students or the best environment or the best business sense or whatever. Yeah. So stop taking it personally and mm -hmm. let's get to let's just it. Move through this, yeah. So the connector is another is the second one. It's the loudest voice. Mm -hmm. They're often loud speakers. They're often extroverts. Um, they are champions of relationships and strategic partnerships. Mm -hmm. And they rally people around causes and things they believe in. Yeah. So they're very good at getting followers to, to join and, right. and follow a cause. And they believe in a world where everyone can play and get excited about future opportunities. And they work to make it happen. Like, mm -hmm. I'll go get this and I'll do this. And, and I, I know a awesome guy and, who can yeah. do this <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And they are motivated by praise and appreciation and credit for making key connections. And they actually gain energy from that whole yeah. of making connections and, and they, bringing people, and people together. And people recognizing it. 
I yes, recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they respond to any challenge with whatever you need. I can get it. I've got the source. Mm-hmm. I I can do it, which is very energizing. But they can also be people pleasers and may not bring in that aspect of challenging. Right. Whether it's the right idea, because it could be breadth rather than depth in yeah. relationships. So, like they want to, they they network and get to know lots of people, maybe not deeply. So then, um, you know, it kind of stops there. They don't go into the challenge. Well, and they also do things more surfacely. Yes, they don't. They bring it all in, but then they don't kind of go deep, dig the hole, mm. and make it happen. When they feel critiqued, they sell harder rather than understanding why someone might not be interested in what mm-hmm. they want. So they're but, just, but, but it's but, a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, they don't hear or engage fully with critical feedback, which is related mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And they boomerang conversations by hijacking them and making the conversation about them instead of the other person. Mm-hmm. So and the immature version of them is off can become passive aggressive with someone who rejects them or their idea, and then they get a bit vindictive about right. it. Yeah. So that's not good. But boundless creativity, energy, imagination, always connecting to new opportunities and networks, and they're persuasive and influential communicators. So they're like, I think, they're the person at the table sometimes that you think, okay, can you just stop talking? Yeah. Because sometimes it's just about being heard. Yes. <laughs> Stop talking. And so that's an awareness, right? Yeah. When they're of not yourself. Yeah. Like, whoa, how many times have I said something at this table today? And do I always have to be the person that's saying something? Mm-hmm. Or... <laughs> so then we so we have pioneer connector. And the next one is nurturer. And they are the champions of people. And they're the ones that are working to take care of everybody concerned about the relational health and the harmony of the group yeah, and sometimes to the expense of a project moving forward yes or right you know oh i know that these three people are really not happy with how we're going so maybe we should kind of slow down yeah like it's all often about that your former mm-hmm. boss was a lot like that yeah because and he wasn't even yeah, he was a nurturer, like because it's like, oh well, we won't do this because people are going to be, yeah, upset. be upset. Yeah. So as a as a, and I think, but he, nurture, strong nurturers are are also respected as leaders because they find ways to bring people along and make people feel accepted and welcome. Yeah, but, and while they're com- always committed to protecting values and principles, yes, but um, they're harder. They have a harder time separating their work from who they are. And they have this innate ability to understand how certain actions and behaviors and initiatives will impact the people around them. I think they have that that radar for, oh, this will ruffle those feathers Mm -hmm. or this will cheer that person up, like that kind of thing. Um, Whereas uh, back to the pioneer who's going, who cares? Like, let's just get going. This is the goal. Like, we need to get there. Okay, so you little snowflakes need to move (laughs) along. But that... Could be an immature way. Yeah, of taking but it. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's so, the well, and like the connector and the pioneer are very future oriented. Yes, and the nurture is present oriented, like what's right. happening now. And well, they're they are over 
pardon me, over resistant to change and they can be passive aggressive. Yes. So absolutely. they often don't value the contribution they make and feel unable to change a proposed direction when they don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of sit there. Well, and they do little passive aggressive digs. Yeah. And then the next one, so we now have pioneer, connector, nurture, and then there's the creative. And the creative voice. And they are like champions of innovation and future, and they're like concept architects architects who can see all how all the pieces fit together they love analyzing taking apart and then synthesizing and putting it back together yeah whether it's activities ideas and they do not like they're not satisfied with the status quo no the the present tense or the present is not good enough there's always something better and then they long for an environment where they know their contributions are valued and appreciated that's like Uh, you know that's like the artist right they're doing it for an audience yes Whereas the pioneer is doing it on principle. Yes. The creative is doing it for an audience. They are purists who want to see their idea become a reality. However, they can be perfectionists. And so they never make the idea come fully to reality because they get hung up on. Well, they are focused on the 10% still to be achieved and not the 90%. That has already. That has already kind of happened. Yeah. And they delay things because of their mm-hmm. idealism trumps that pragmatism, pragmatism of let it of get it done yeah. right, and they can ignore um, financial constraints and other practical, practical hurdles. hurdles. Yeah, they just kind of let's go, and then yeah. the money is like no object, right? Right. And just think of some art, like the poor artist. Sometimes, right? They, they kind of have that. Yeah, and I see myself as a creative who kind of didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty. I I'm pretty. Well, we're going to get into the next episode. We're getting into our own yeah. voice. And so the fifth one. So we have pioneer, connector, nurture, creative, mm-hmm. and the fifth one is the guardian, and they are the champions of responsibility and stewardship. So some people think that they're the wet blanket in the room, right? <laughs> Well, well, and the immature ones can come across as... The and they ones. respect and value logic and systems and orders and procedures and processes. Yeah, so they like rules and they like data and they like evidence and... Well, it's clarity, logical, proven decision-making, even if yeah. they... And they will they will ask the tough questions yes. to get so at the, it. So the pioneer and, and the creative person might say, let's go in this direction. And the guardian will say... Yes, that's great. However, did you budget for this? Or did you remember that we already did this and now we're reinventing the wheel? Maybe we should pull. Or they'll say, you know, they we need to look back at some kind of established track record of success before we move ahead on something different. Like we need to do more research. We Mm -hmm. need more information. And they get frustrated because they are seen as raining on everybody's parade, (laughs) even though they see it as trying to just make the best decision possible. That's not. So. I'm not a a guardian, but I think they often get the toughest. Yeah. And I think that's where their ability to actually be self-aware and say, am I being just overly critical? Like, am I actually trying to engage everybody back? back? And And they're slow to compromise. They're on a, on a, on a strongly held opinion of their own. They're stubborn stubborn. about it. And they have a deep desire for truth and right decisions. What, 
which can override their feelings for others. So if a pioneer has really put something good forward or creative or the nurture is really like they can go and then shut it down. Yeah. Um, Even though like their deep desire for truth may not be the actual truth. In their mind it is. But in their mind it is. And they appear overly critical of people and ideas and they can actually interrogate people <laughs> and lose influence because of their, because of how they come across. Yeah, they don't have tact. They don't have a tactful dis- tone. If, if the immature ones don't have a tactful delivery, they don't see what it's like to be on the other side of them. Right, right. So, Ouch. and I mean, I know that you can relate to people that have come in, you know, in, in my circle like, of work yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's, so mm-hmm. it's just interesting. So those are the five voices: the pioneer. The nurture, the creative, the guardian, and the, I can't remember. Did you say connector? Connector. I left it, the connector out. So um, there is actually an online test, which we'll put in the show notes. Yep. And uh, there it's is a free. You just put book. in your email and you'll get the results sent to you of what your primary voice is and your secondary and then also the nemesis, which is the fifth one. It's the one that you My the nemesis is definitely the guardian. So mine is, I don't remember if it's guardian or connector. Yeah, connectors sometimes can be like, whoa. Yeah. But so when people begin to understand their foundational voice and the voices that they are resistant to, then they become more effective in their communication and in their patience and their own connectivity to... Mm-hmm. Too. And then, and I think it's important that, you know, we all have a leadership voice. So if you can actually bring this into your work environment and get acceptance and buy-in, mm-hmm. you can actually. Well, and like you say, and you said to your staff, like everybody is a leader. Yes. So. And the more you understand about yourself and how you, what your natural reaction is to things, Mm -hmm. the more you can step back from that natural reaction and go, wait a minute, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to be that negative aspect of the, of that voice, of that voice. I want to be the positive aspect. Like maybe I can ask a question, but maybe I can ask it in such a way that I don't hurt the other person. Or I can ask a question and, and then ask a nurturer. Did that come across? Okay. Yes. Right? Like yeah. check in with each other. Yeah. Even privately after. Right. And I mean, I think it could become kind of funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I have used it with my my TESA students, like teachers in training. Yeah. Where we do a lesson activity based on the voice. And then they right. kind of have to meet with the opposite voice and kind of challenge each other. Yeah. Just to see. Well, and that is the whole point of it, right? We all have the capacity to use all of the voices. We're not limited to one, mm-hmm. but it's just some of them are much more natural, natural for us. Yeah. But that's why this whole idea of self-awareness is so important yeah. because then you can. Because then you broaden your, your communication. Your perspectives on your things. Perspective. Yeah. Um, and the foundational voice is what is natural to you. And a m- maturity allows you to value the contributions that each voice bring mm-hmm. to the table. And the thing about maturity and immaturity with the voices, it also fluctuates with like fatigue, you know, <laughs> as, stress. I, as I yawn, but... And I think the other thing is it's not about going around identifying someone else's voice. 
Right. It's like about identifying it is, your own. Like it's the same thing as the Enneagram, even though we have spent time. And so I wonder what number this person is or that person is. Mm-hmm. That's not at all what it's intended for. It's, it's not a It's a journey of self-discovery yeah. to get you to a place where you are free, deeply mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. to just be who you are, whatever your essence is. Yeah. That's how they refer to it. Yeah. We're complex, and sometimes we cover up our experiences and choices as both mature and immature people. So mm-hmm. we can cover things up for various reasons, yeah. right? And we can't assume that we know what um, each one means. Like we have somebody else's voice. Yeah, you mean yeah. yeah. No, and I, I think, like that. Like I said, it's just kind of a, a not a cursory. I don't mean it's superficial, but. It's a user-friendly way of... And I mean, kind of we just things. went over, like, the briefest. The yes. book itself has a chapter on For each, each voice. voice. Yeah. So... And the book explores things like, what are they thinking in their own minds when they're in a conversation with yeah. a larger group? Because right. each voice is kind of... Has these questions that they're mm-hmm. for. And it's very interesting. I mean, with the Enneagram, they go through healthy to average to unhealthy... Right. And kind of describe it. Yeah, I don't think this gets this down gives into the, no. It doesn't give that much detail. I think it's like it's mature, immature. Mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. on the next one, well, I'm going to redo my online test just so I have a better mm-hmm. idea, and then we'll talk about ours, and then um, in terms of some kind of practical applications and some insights into what it's good for because it is good like workplace and family absolutely i I mean i think we know our kids well enough yeah and um, and sometimes it's good to know the voice that's coming across and sometimes mm -hmm. you can get through harder times by understanding some of that what that person is actually trying to do so yeah, so it's a it's very interesting, and uh, we're going to talk more about it on September thirtieth. The I'm five voices, practical applications, and insights. So thanks for joining us for No Room for Phonies episode seventy two. The five voices, part one. <laughs>